This is Midweek Motion, a creative outlet of Grace Avenue Church designed to help lead, feed, and guide you in things that honor God and build His purpose in you. Here we'll deep dive into curated content, interviews, principles, and conversations that nurture and fan the flames of the diverse gifts, talents, dreams, and aspirations that you hold near and dear. C.S. Lewis once said, the task of the modern educator is not to cut down jungles, but to irrigate deserts. Perhaps today's episode will flood your heart and mind like a fresh stream that flows with motivation, inspiration, and education. This is Midweek Motion. All right, welcome to Midweek Motion. Today, my special guest. I am honored to introduce a wonderful person I'm sitting across the table from. Miss, introduce yourself. Hey, everyone. It's Kayla Martinez. Kayla is an incredible leader, friend, mom, wife, you name it around here. You you wear many hats, uh, but today she's an amazing uh, person on Midweek Motion. And I wanted to kind of give you guys the story of, or give her, have her give you the story of her experience from salvation when she got saved to serving and what that journey consisted of. It was, a, it was an interesting journey, and mm-hmm. so we're going to talk about that today. I think you have a lot of uh, great qualities about you just in leadership and just so many different hats that you wear. You wear them so well. But I, I wanted to do this because I think sometimes when people see people who are leading, or in, in your case, leading strong, leading well, um, maybe they don't see themselves as capable of doing that. And maybe they kind of see themselves in, in ways where they disconnect themselves from uh, the experience of where you were when you first came in the doors of Grace Avenue Church to where you are now, all that God's done, all the Lord's done in your heart, mm-hmm. right? That makes sense. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Yeah, um, it's definitely been a journey, and I think I can relate to that for sure, like seeing other people maybe on platform or in leadership roles when I was early on in my journey. Um and feeling that way, like, oh, wow, like they lead so well. Or even I can remember in a Bible study, like feeling like I shouldn't open up about certain things because I was worried about how I would be portrayed or um, that I'm not nearly as holy as some of these other people. And then as other women started opening up, it was like, wow, like people here have been through worse things than I have. And so I definitely think that that's helped to know that we all have a story, right? We all come from somewhere. We all come from a life before Christ. And so my journey um, to Grace Avenue and to Jesus actually began in 2012. Yes, I just graduated from UTSA. Um, I did not grow up in church. Um, My dad is actually retired Army. He was served in our military for 20 plus years. So my whole childhood up and through high school graduation was spent being a military brat. And so I moved around a lot. And so church just wasn't um, a priority for my family. It wasn't something we did. Um, did, I you can, have a, did you have an understanding of God at all? Did you have any type of belief as a kid or a teen? Yes and no. It was like maybe we would pray at Thanksgiving or maybe I would go to like a, a mass at Christmas sure. or Easter, um, but we didn't talk about it at, in the household or anything. So it was like, you know, I knew like we prayed and I knew like that church existed. Mm-hmm. It wasn't completely foreign to me, but I didn't necessarily know like how, the depth of it or the relationship part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was more like, you know, yeah, we pray, but who am I really praying to? Right. Wow. Um, 
so yeah, I came into Grace Avenue. We were back in the movie theater. Um, my best friend Rita, who we met and we actually met at UTSA, she introduced me to Grace Avenue. I had just gotten out of a really unhealthy long-term, what I actually didn't probably realize was unhealthy at the time, but mm. really unhealthy long-term relationship um was just crying over another breakup um and it was the final breakup it, we were done and she just reached out to me and said hey um you know i know i don't know what you believe about god or church but you know there's this church i know about that kind of just started um i really feel like you would connect with the pastor there um would you like to go with me oh, on wow. sunday yeah that, she, that's what, yeah. how she sold you yeah she she <laughs> said i really feel like you would connect with the pastors there. and i was wow. like okay um you know it's better than sitting at home crying so yeah, yeah. why not i'll go with you and so i went with her that sunday um and you know crying probably the whole service i don't really remember like my first service but and i don't even think that was the service that i was necessarily saved at but i went and then we went a couple more times um she went with me and then eventually um she let me go on my own because she actually did belong to another home church at that that season in that season of her life and mm -hmm. so um oh yeah because well rita's here now yes. so yeah i forget all this that so she wasn't even going here. Mm -hmm. She invited you. You came here. Yeah. She was going so somewhere else. So she didn't else. invite me to her church. She right. just said, I feel like you, you would connect with here. these pastors. You should come check it out That is me. so cool to yeah. think about. You know, generally we just invite people to our own church because yeah. we think they connect with our church. But she invited you here. Mm -hmm. Wow. And so she's cool. She's really hearing from the Lord. Yeah. Um, and so eventually, you know, she started going back to her church and it was kind of like I was on my own. You know, I could I had a decision to make. I could either, you know, OK, well, you're not going to go with me. I'm not going to go by myself. I don't really know anyone there. My family's not coming. It's just me. And so, yeah, I'm just going to continue being at home doing my thing um, or I could go and I could grow and learn. So you were what, mid-20s age? I was 23 when I started coming to Grace wow. Avenue, yeah. And so... Um, That's really brave, though. Like, 23 by yourself, just kind of, like, take the reins of your own life and just figure this out. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, it was definitely, I guess, a little intimidating. Um, and I, I say that because I know when I came in, I was definitely, after she stopped coming with me, well, you know, I was no longer coming in when worship started. Like, I mm -hmm. was coming in late to worship, um, and I was leaving, like, right when service ended. Like, I wasn't staying around trying to, like, connect with anyone, I think, because, like, I'm naturally introverted, but I think also because of that intimidating factor, like, I don't know anybody here. Mm -hmm. um, they don't know me. They don't know the way I've been living my life. And so yeah. just really just didn't trying to get out while the getting's good. Yeah, right? I didn't just give people off. a chance to get to know me. Um, right. And so, yeah, eventually, you know, got saved. I remember Janet Relier was the one who prayed for me. I do remember that very. This was at the theater? Mm-hmm. Wow. I have a very vivid memory of that, of that day and her praying with me. And then, yeah, eventually it was, it was probably though, and I think a lot, I think I even forget this. It was probably a good year, maybe even two years, maybe a year and a half, but uh, before I started serving. So I was just very much in and out on a Sunday, like I said, coming in, coming in late, leaving early, um, wasn't really like plugging into community and then when we moved into the building on Starcrest even then I don't know how long we were there but like I said the, from my from coming into the doors um, it was probably about a year and a half or so before I really like said okay I'm gonna serve and it actually happened at a 
I don't know if you would call it a Bible study, but it was the um, group you led. I think it was called Essentials then. Oh, yeah. Um, do you remember that? <laughs> yes. Um, and it was just really it's just... 2014. I remember that. Mm-hmm. I okay, so then it, there you go. That was that's two years then. Yeah. Um, and so at that, I just remember seeing that you know, promoted probably on social media and thinking like, I need to be there. And at that point in my walk, I, I was very hungry for the Lord. I just wasn't serving. Like I was just wanting to do and be at anything I could to learn. I was in like that learning portion of yeah. my walk, I guess. And I'm a natural, like I love to learn. And so I'm a natural hungry. learner. And so anything I could be at, I wanted to be at if it mm-hmm. was going to teach me more about who Jesus was and what this new life of walking with him was looked like. And so I was at that and Haley and Misty approached me about serving and asked if I was serving anywhere. I said, no. And they said, well, would you like to? And I was like, well, you know, sure, where? And uh, <laughs> they told me about the different teams and I decided on greeting. So because both Haley and Misty came mm-hmm. in, the dynamic duo. The dynamic duo right. approached me um i guess they figured you know like one of us is gonna get her (laughs) (laughs) and so um i decided on greeting because i was like okay i I could handle like opening the door and smiling at people it's not a lot of pressure there and so i did that for a while and then i think that summer um I think Misty, because Misty, I think, was overseeing kids at the time. So I think she asked me if I would like to volunteer for uh, VBS for our kids. Mm-hmm. I said, sure, um, why not? And so I did that. And then after that, um, I was asked to serve in the nursery. And so okay. I was kind of doing both teams for a while. And then from there, it really just kind of like escalated and catapulted into, yeah. I feel like I've served on pretty much every team except like ushers, parking, and tech. Right. And I feel like tech is probably because like they don't want me there. <laughs> like I don't right, belong in the tech right. booth. Well, what, what, you know, and to help people understand the, the reason for that, you serving so many areas is, you know, generally when people come in, uh, they're at they're, they start serving in an area where they're really comfortable. Yeah. And then you they find out, wow, I'm really good at this area or that area or they're competent or they're on time and reliability, dependability is a big thing. You know, Sundays are huge and, and all throughout the week there's so many different ministries and areas where uh, people are needed uh, to make a difference. Yeah. And so when people start make, getting some traction and taking some ground and they feel they can take on more or handle a switch to a different area. Mm-hmm. You know, we would ask someone like you, hey, hey, Kayla, you're really, you're killing it in, in nursery. You're doing such a great job, but uh, would you consider moving over to this area? Mm-hmm. Because this is an area where we have need. And if yes. you could, but, and just that whole journey um, kind of accelerated, I think, to your growth and understanding of all the different pieces that are happening mm-hmm. in our church uh, at any given moment. Most people don't understand, you know, there's there's one area but there, that you're serving in, but there's multiple areas at, at all times yeah. that, are, that are being affected Absolutely. by Absolutely. And I can say, like, every area that I have served in, I've God has showed me something new about him, about me, and about his people, and about his church. Um, uh-huh. I've learned something new every single time. And I think... Um, you know, growing, it's interesting because growing up, even though I didn't grow up in church, um, my dad really instilled in us um, just a spirit of serving people. Like my dad, you know, he's he just has a servant's heart. He will help anybody um, who needs it. And so if you were to call him, you were broken down on the side of the road, like he would come and serve you and help you. And so that was just really instilled in me. Mm. So I think that mixed with like, just like a hunger for, 
the Lord and knowing who he is and knowing what his kingdom looks like, it was just kind of like, I just want to serve. I just want to be here at the church, like whenever I can for whatever I can be here for. So just if all it's, in. Yeah. yeah. So if it's for, you know, they need help decorating for a bold night or Christmas or whatever it may be like, yeah, please ask me to come help. I want to be, yeah. I want to be there. So you say, ask me to come help, but a lot of times, you know, it's, it's not that it's just leaning in and saying, Hey, I'm available. Yeah. I'm here, whatever you need. Mm-hmm. Um, that that's pretty, when you think about it, that that's a lot of what happens because <laughs> there's just so much going on. Sometimes we don't even know what's needed mm-hmm. until the moment it's needed and available people make such a huge difference. Now, when we think back to your, your salvation experience, and then, you know, we connect here to you serving in all these different areas in church, what kind of, um, what kind of baggage do you think you offloaded during <laughs> during that first couple of years before you start actually serving? Because you know you got saved here. That's a that's a big decision. Mm-hmm. You know to come to Christ, to step into the faith, to be filled with the Holy Spirit, to begin to walk out that journey of faith. You start to offload things in your life every Sunday is a whole nother like wow that was for me. Wow I didn't know I needed that. Wow look at that. So what what would you say? Is, is some of the baggage that you think you offloaded? If you could bullet point maybe just a couple. Um, I think definitely knowing that um, my identity isn't found in boys and booze. <laughs> um, that my identity I could have told you that. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, yeah, that was a no, big one. No, that's big. Um, that's really big. I was always the girl with a boyfriend. I was always, and even, you know, confession like while early on in my serving journey like I was definitely still you know just because I started serving I wasn't necessarily like all in I still God was still working those things out in me to be more Christ-like and show me um you know to do away with the former things the old way of living right and so I was still going out to to bars and stuff um and eventually as I think I walked more closely with him he began to show me like this is isn't um, the life I've called you to live. And so I can remember being um, very clearly, again, just another one of those like vivid memories that you just have of just being at a bar and feeling like I did not belong there. Mm -hmm. Like, and I think that's, you know, what scripture tells us, like you're set apart, like you don't belong in this world, but you're still of this world, Mm -hmm. right? And so I remember being at the bar feeling like I don't belong here. I'm just, and I wasn't even having fun anymore. I was just bored. Um, And so, yeah, from there, I just kind of, I just stopped going to places that Mm -hmm. weren't um, bringing me closer to Jesus. And unfortunately, that did cause me to lose people, lose lose certain friendships, um, or at least, you know, they're just not people that I talk to maybe as much. I wouldn't say um, every relationship I I completely cut off. It was just more like distancing myself, right? Yeah, I mean, Um, some some relationships are just superficial anyway, like when they're drinking buddies and you're just... you don't have that in common anymore. Right, that's what bonded you and you Mm -hmm. recognize, well, they're going out, I'm not one, I don't want to tonight. And so it just kind of naturally things take their their course of yeah. change so so i think friends unhealthy probably friendships the identity and relationships type uh type of um thing and then i mean i think what i would like to say also is 
you know, we're talking about a journey from salvation to serving, but, you know, you said on Sunday that our journey in Christ, there is no arrival point. There's no destination. You're constantly going to be growing and God's constantly going to be breaking things off of you um, and to make you look more like him. And so I think even once you get into a place of like serving and maybe eventually leading, like, God's still doing things in you. So there's things even this year that God is still like showing me and breaking off of me to make me um, more like him. And so I just think that's really important too. Um, to to tell people and encourage people in that even when even if you get to the point of becoming like a leader that that doesn't mean like all of a sudden you know you're not going to go through things and that the Lord's still not going to work things out on you and I think he's so gracious in that way I'm so thankful that he doesn't do it all at once because I don't think we could handle it if he did it all at once you'd be squashed I used to hear people say that I remember people literally saying if God did everything he wanted to do in one service or one sitting it would crush you. Yeah. And I used to think, gosh, like, I mean, what more needs to change? I've already let go of these five things. But you don't realize that life transforms you. Life tests Mm -hmm. you. Life grows you. Life hurts you. Life heals you. Life helps you. So on this journey, like for all of that to be compacted into one sitting or one season, it'd be overwhelming emotionally. And you don't get to learn about the different facets of God as you grow on the journey, right? So over these, you know, almost a decade for you, You've learned the different uh, character traits and character qualities of God. You've gotten to know him as the comforter. Mm-hmm. You got to know him as the friend when you were lonely. You've gotten to know him as the healer. You've gotten to know him as, you know, the one who is, is always with you no yeah. matter what. Um, the one you can trust. And that takes time. You know, we can read all those things or hear all that list of things about God and think, oh, yeah, this is who God is. But to experience that, know it for yourself yes. and then walk it out. Like it's one thing to be told you're loved, right? Mm-hmm. And then another thing to be to be to know that you're loved. Yeah, you can feel it. You can like. You can do sense you believe what you're encouraging someone else in? Like if you tell somebody else, right. like you know, like God loves you so much, but do you actually believe that right. for yourself? Yeah, and that's true for pastors too. Like mm-hmm. we preach things about God that some things we've not yet even gone through. By faith, we are preaching the character so good. of God. And by faith, we are believing it for ourselves, but we'll still be tested in it. Mm-hmm. We'll still walk in it at some point and have to face in the mirror. Like, do we believe God is who he says he is, even for us, even for those who preach his word, even for those who see other people come to the revelation of that very character trait that we're preaching about, right? Yep. That's yeah. really, really good. So salvation to serving, you offloaded some baggage. Um, anything else you remember offloading that was just kind of like, this has got to go, or I'm happy to see that go. Now, let's get deep for a second. What deep things in your life do you think got healed over the last almost a decade from that salvation experience to serving? Mm-hmm. Um, is there any particular moments you remember? Because I remember you walking out of the theater back in the early days, like bolting for the door. I just remember, like, who's that new girl that was coming, <laughs> you know, and just seeing you wiping tears and walking away as fast as you could yeah yeah bolting out of here and uh god was doing something but when you think back like what do you think god healed the most in you i think god has healed probably the most just they're probably the relationship with my mother um probably more so over the past few years but early on i think it's a lot of just kind of I think the Lord just gently showing you and bringing you 
into different um, situations to encourage you in in that specific area that you may have been lacking. So well, I see you're emotional here. You're talking about your mother who, yeah. who passed away. Mm-hmm. So my mom did. Yes. Yeah, so for those listening, my mom did pass away during my journey here at Grace Avenue. So not yeah. before. Um, it was in 2015, 16. Mm-hmm. And so um, actually, I don't even think it was that early, maybe 2018. Anyways, um, it was a few, it was a few years ago and I was serving and I remember that Sunday, I found out the news that Saturday morning, I think, or maybe Friday morning. And I remember praying and I remember very clearly the Lord telling me, um, to, st- to serve, to still serve him. And wow. that Sunday I showed up and I was, in worship uh, i was i was on the worship team at that time so i still worshiped it was my first time doing announcements and i did that and then c20 started like that week um wow and th- so the timing of it all was just really crazy and i don't think it was an accident but um with that you know people you t- you hear about you know a lot of people having like daddy issues right yeah. so i definitely think i had more so mother issues um so i had i grew up with a stepmom um, my biological mom was not in the picture like my whole my whole life and so my stepmom was in the picture from when i was like two and mm-hmm. she adopted me um, but we still we just didn't have always the greatest relationship mm. she was also an alcoholic she was in and out of rehab um definitely verbally emotionally abusive um there were affairs in my under my household and so just a lot of like childhood things like that no child should probably have to like grow up seeing and so right well when we think about what we we have words for these now they're called trauma yeah and you know i'm i'm really glad that even in the the mental health world that or even in the church world i should say that that trauma is being brought to the surface um i know i think obviously we got to be careful like everything isn't trauma right right like i, I wanted the, bought a pack of starburst and i wanted the pink one and you <laughs> the yellow one. now i have trauma that's not really trauma but like in reality there are, are traumas traumatic things we go through is as kids even as teens and young yeah. adults and you know as i pastor people i'm watching honestly the, the, what i'm watching is as people grow I'm, I'm talking over the last quarter of a century last 25 years i've been actively ministering to people most people, the average person, we're dealing with stuff that is a is a past chapter. Right. Like we're we're walking in and, and we through. don't even recognize it no, we sometimes. Don't. No, like, we don't. And it's almost kind of frowned upon to to look at the past as something that needs to be addressed and and, and I get it when people are like, I don't want to dig up all of the past. Okay, mm-hmm. but but some of it is affecting you, right? Some of it. It's like bad good seed can't grow in bad soil right right? and 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 if there's something there that you're trying to grow that's good but it keeps getting affected by the soil of your heart yes of your spirit of your mind of your soul the lord wants to address that you know and and jesus told us love the lord your god with all your heart soul mind and strength well when that heart soul and mind are affected by things from the past they have to be dealt with. Yeah. And God wants to deal with them, I think, to bring us into wholeness, into healing. For sure, 100%. And so early on, I feel like, you know, those weren't necessarily things I was healed from. I think that honestly has come, honestly, in these past probably five years, there's just been a slow, like, movement towards healing and wholeness in Mm -hmm. that regard. But early on, I feel like 
the Lord was putting a lot of like mother maternal type figures in my path mm. um, that I had to almost like learn to embrace because I definitely think there was like wow. some resistance. Like it's like it's it's hard to really say because it's like I like part of me embraced it like a like a little girl, but then part of me resisted it because like I've been I've, I've been hurt by like maternal figures and so wow um i definitely like can see that now like looking back like the lord is very intentional in putting women in my path to speak into my life speak over my life to love me to encourage me and so now over the past three to five years just getting to go through things like freedom groups and you know honestly going and seeking the lord in this mm -hmm. and allowing him to reveal those areas and the re the lord i don't think reveals um those areas of trauma to to hurt us or open old wounds but it's ultimately he reveals to heal us and right. so i think that's just what he's been doing slowly and that's why i say like he's so gracious because he knows if he does it all at once it's gonna it's gonna crush us yeah. and so over the past you know several years he's just been kind of slowly mm. moving me towards like okay now we're gonna i'm gonna show you this memory or i'm gonna do this or i'm gonna put you know this word on your heart and so it's been like we're talking about it's just been a journey yeah well jesus says i came to heal the brokenhearted mm -hmm. you know and you know male or female you have a heart and at some point something's broken it and mm -hmm. affected it and jesus comes to whether we want him to or not <laughs> when we invite him in to the house uh into you know, he says knock if you open the door and when we open that door you know he is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, and he does rule and reign. And um, I think that's just part of the beauty. It's hard to, it's hard to accept that in the beginning, but as if we see that God is good mm -hmm. and that God's goal is to further us uh, and heal us of those things, you know, even if it's scary, uh, the end result is, is powerful. It's like surgery. Nobody wants to be cut open, right. but the reality is it's doing good to heal you. Right. So. I think that's what's always helped me um, to not because I think it's easy when the, those past hurts or traumas get revisited to almost push away or push it down. Like, I don't want to deal with this. I've already yeah. gone through this. Um, I think leaning into those moments, um, knowing that the Lord's trying to bring you through it. Um, yeah. I think that's what's really helped me is knowing like there's goodness in this, like there's yeah. purpose in my hurt yeah this is powerful <laughs> i remember when you uh lost your mom that season and and i had met her at senior church and a couple of times that she'd come and um but i remember that sunday it was after services that you told us that you were because mm -hmm. uh, i knew i would cry i was like i can't tell anybody because i won't be able to get through everything mm, i need to get through this that sunday. that sunday yeah, yeah. So. but but i remember janelle and i were actually kind of just we sat back and we, we were kind of shocked it's like mm -hmm. wow she, i remember yeah. i think y'all asked me like are you in denial and i was like no i <laughs> promise i'm not like i well, really felt like the lord told me serve serve yeah yes. and and i respect that you know um but but sometimes people use ministry as a coping mechanism mm -hmm. they use their ability to serve as a coping and we do, obviously we weren't thinking that that's what you're doing but we were just like are you okay like do you need to be home right now do you need mm -hmm. to be with family um, but you felt you were supposed to be here and that's and that's awesome but you know some people will let serving be the the avenue um, to uh, avoid things in their own life that they mm -hmm. need to let God heal um, and so you weren't doing that though yeah you were just serving 
and you know you grew through that season and led through that season and um, you've come a long way you've come a long way and so you're leading people you help so many people now you make a difference in so many people's lives um, but this journey from salvation to serving has been filled with a lot of growth a lot of revelation Not a lot of understanding yeah. yeah what do you think the hardest thing was for you over over that journey or let's just say that the entire journey now following what's been the hardest thing for you to maybe overcome um you know for me i've something i've always told chris for and for those of you listening chris martinez is my husband if you mm-hmm. did not know me you probably know him because he's the extrovert and <laughs> um anyways i something i always tell him is for me the external stuff like you know my mom passing and things life hitting us is I'm not saying it's easy, but it's it's easier for me to overcome those things. I think for me, what's often been harder is the internal stuff. So like, you know, maybe it's like the trauma, the past trauma that mm-hmm. needs to be there. Maybe un- unforgiveness that I'm wrestling with. Maybe it's a pride issue and insecurity, like all of those internal heart and mind things like those have always been the hardest for me. Um, so to, what, to what would through. be the practical way that you think someone who is serving, who's going through stuff and recognizing God is healing things, God is bringing things to the surface, what would you recommend they do? Um, I would recommend that they humble themselves before the Lord and tell and tell him that, you know, this funky feeling. That's how I always describe it. It's like, I know this, like, feeling in my heart is not right it's it's not of the lord and you know you guys know when you just feel like off like uh you just kind of feel ugly you know and but what, so what was it was it like i don't want to put words in your mouth was it like bitterness or was there uh, hurt? i think a lot oh, of it for me is is just insecurity that i've insecurity. just had to learn to take to to jesus and really just say and insecurity could have manifested in what way like practically when you're serving uh, oh uh that's a good question um Maybe not feeling included or feeling left out. That's a that's a huge one. That's I mean that's been something that the Lord's revealed to me. Uh, like I'm insecure because uh, I don't feel included. But that goes back to like things in childhood and stuff. It all yeah. leads back to like there's a there's always a root to something, right? right. Like find the root, and that's how it gets healed. And so um, I would say like if you're feeling some kind of way about something, take it to the Lord and ask Him. Like I love I love praying the the psalm that says like search my heart oh god and to like test my heart and mm. i've always been told like that that's like a very brave prayer to pray I because <laughs> he's going to show you he knows what's up yep he's gonna show you and so i i i do pray that to the lord because i always want to keep my heart right when i serve and when i leave or when i lead and you know when i you know and all my different roles as you said like i'm a wife i'm a mom all these things i always want my heart to be right and to be centered around christ and so i'm always praying that prayer that he, so that my heart is right and mm-hmm. so um you know when you pray that prayer he shows you those things okay there's this insecurity we need to deal with or okay maybe there's like a little bit of pride here that we need to remove off of you and so mm. I'd say that 
Um, I'd also say the uh, scripture tells us to confess our sins, right? And so I'd say find that that person. It doesn't mean that you need to tell everybody, right, mm-hmm. that you, this is what you're dealing with. Yeah. Um, but find that leader, that person that isn't just going to, you know, pat you on the back and encourage you and tell you, like, yeah. it's okay. Um, but find somebody that's going to speak into your situation, yeah. that's going to, yes, encourage you, but it's also going to challenge you a little bit and so for me that person over the years has been pastor Haley um anything that I've been wrestling with like internally that's made me feel some kind of way I've always been like hey like so this (laughs) has happened this is how I'm feeling about it I know it's not right but this is just like what it is like you know help me please and so um she she always has a word for me and she prays with me and she'll follow up with me and ask how I'm doing and so wow I'd say that, like, fine, you need somebody in your corner um, who's going to not just encourage you, but challenge you um, to be to be better, to be more like Jesus. And those aren't always, like, our best friends, right? Now, obviously, like, you know, Pastor Haley and I have a great relationship, sure, sure. but she, first and foremost, she was my leader. Yeah, yeah. She's incredible. You know, yeah. she's very multifaceted and mm-hmm. multi-gifted and to be able to do all of that. Um, but, you know, I, I, I think about that and... In, in, in this regard, it was, it's critical that we have people who will stand with us and believe in us, and we have to be willing to take the chance to open up to people and say, look, this is where I'm at, and uh, can you help me? Right, and I think it's easy to feel... Um, to not want to do that because you you might feel embarrassed by it. You feel shameful. You don't know what they're going to think about you. Maybe you're afraid that they're going to tell you like, oh, you shouldn't be serving here anymore. Like, but no, like go in knowing that they believe in and they want the best for you. Yeah. So anything that they say or do is in your best interest. Yeah. And it's coming from a place of love. Even correction. I've been corrected over the years. Yes, yeah. I have. Believe it or not. <laughs> I've been corrected and I've just always tried to take it as redirection not necessarily like a slap on the hand right or anything even though maybe that's happened maybe once i don't even know yeah (laughs) (laughs) well we all get slapped on the hand every now and then Mm -hmm. Um, by god and through people and by the word and through a message and you know god prunes the scripture tells god god prunes and uh, if he loves us and what he loves he prunes and um and I think that's just part of the journey that we have to accept. You know, God is working on us. He's pruning things that don't reflect him. And that should be a good thing. What, yeah. And the Bible says it's for greater growth. So that's that what I was going to say. When it's, when, yeah, when it's pruned, right. better things come. Um, I don't know why I'm thinking of this memory. I'll just say it. We can kind of close on this one. But I had this, this call. Uh, it must have been a couple of years ago. I think this is before we were even here at, at this property. Um, maybe even before the second campus, but it's Jade who came in, mm-hmm. uh, and I guess she was part of the young adult ministry. And and I remember her when she was like a child, like a, as a as a kid, um, as a teenager. You know, I was I was her youth pastor as, as a kid, and I hadn't seen her in years. You know, because everybody kind of goes their separate ways. And then we started this church, and I see her there coming into services and going to young adult ministry and growing and getting married in the whole nine yards. And I just had this like thought. It was so interesting. It's not like like I'm going to give you this revelatory thought. It's just this image I had that was just really powerful. It's, you know, here we sowed seed to try and see her life changed. And then I see her in the lobby with you one day and you guys, this is at the old building, and you guys are talking and 
you guys are connecting and I, I think it was a picture of you guys one time on social media or something but I just was kind of struck by the power of that image like you guys sitting there talking here's I've tried to invest into your mm -hmm. life here you are investing into Jade's life it's almost like a full circle like I invested into Jade when she was a kid I invested into you when you were a young <laughs> adult you now are invested into Jade Jade's growing and this was years ago you know Jade's, Jade's awesome but like when you think about what God does over the years, the seeds that we sow, it's beautiful when we get to watch those things grow right mm -hmm. in front of us. And, uh, you know, I think that's that's who you are. You know, you've grown in so many ways and through so many hurdles, got married, you know, career, wife, you know, all the things I was listening before. There's a lot of hats to wear, but you wear them well. But I know, like, there's been tears on the journey and there's mm -hmm. been pressures and it's been hard. And um, but I'm proud of you. You Thank handle it you. with grace and strength, and uh, you continue to lead so well, so that people can see God in and through every step. And Thank I you. love your passion. I thank you for the passion that you bring to, you. For, first of all, everything you do. You don't do anything half-hearted, um, which is really just the language here at Grace Avenue. That's the atmosphere, which is we're passionate people. But you actually embody that in in a lot of ways, and so. I'm very grateful for it, for all your contribution in every way, shape, and form. So thank you. Thank, thank you, for, you you for your leadership, all the, all of the conversations over the years that have helped me grow. I always say I'm not, I'm the leader, the person I am today because of you and Pastor Janelle and Pastor Haley, Pastor Henry. It's funny because I actually, um, you know, kind of serve under Misty now. Yeah. And I, t I was telling her the other day, I was like, I feel like I've officially served under every um, <laughs> right. exact team person <laughs> every now. Yeah, yeah, I've served under Pastor Henry, Pastor Haley. And yeah. so it's really cool to be able to le just learn and grow from all of you. Well, you know, you and Chris are future pastors here at our church. And so as a, as a great team together, you guys are going to impact a lot of lives as you always have. And, um, you know, we've been talking about that and what that next stage of this journey will look like. But I can't think of any, any you know, anybody better, really. You know, you got homegrown people who have walked the journey, not just of, of life and salvation and growth, but the, in this and through this church. And so uh, you guys are going to make a greater impact uh, in the days ahead, and Thank I'm looking you. forward to it. So. Thank you. We hope so. We love this church. We love you guys. We Thank love you. all of our church family. Awesome. Well, we love you too. Thank you for having me. Thanks for, for joining us today, uh, everybody. This has been Kayla Martinez. We've been talking about her journey from salvation to serving. We'll see you guys next time. Bye, guys. Bye. That's it for today. Until next time, remember that the God we serve is greater than any of our failures. He's more invested in us than any human on the planet. You're a gift to this earth, to this generation, and maybe even the next. So don't shortchange yourself. Keep growing and live your life to honor Jesus and his purpose in you. Join us soon for another episode of Midweek Motion. <laughs>